that my... weird voice again, wasn't it? <laughs> Hello, listener. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Laughing Podcast, where we still have not learnt to begin or end. Hello, listener. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> my name is Gemma, and this is Julia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Um... I've just done this thing where, like, when I'm recording, I put my phone so that it doesn't, you know, buzz in and stuff behind me. And it, I've, done, I've done this several times, and it takes me weeks sometimes to find it again. Maybe not weeks, but ages. You know, I'm like, where the hell is my phone? It's just here. <laughs> it's just on the, on the arm of the chair, and I can't see it. Oh, God. Getting, I've, uh... so I've had to do things like, where it's like, find my phone, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Exactly within arm's reach if I'm sat at this chair recording. My friend who does listen to this. So, hello, Jonathan. I was just talking to him about how he doesn't have a phone. Maybe I shouldn't call him out on this. Maybe I'll just have to edit this out. But it's so weird. I was like, why don't you have a phone? He's like, I don't like to be contacted. And I'm like, I contact you all the time. But like, how do you, how do you contact him? On his partner's phone. Oh, it's like, how annoying is that? So I'm definitely going to have to edit that out now because I'm just going to annoy him. <laughs> oh, that was silly. Uh, I won't talk any more about it then to make yeah. the editing even more tiresome. In fact, you need to make a noise. That's yeah. where you can. You I did. Can, I banged uh, the table. I'm not going to do that. This is a habit that I I've said before, but I just I don't know why I. Yeah, sort of sniff and bang the table, and I just did both. I just um, realised in my dream, um, yeah. that my desk snapped in half. Oh, quite cleanly because wow. I've been I've been worried about my desk. Exploding. Oh yeah, you said that. Because like it's it's made of glass and a little corner of it is sort of chipped off and ah. you know the way with sort of um uh what's that type of glass? Uh annealed glass. No, annealed for it. No, there's a better word, isn't there? Tempered tempered glass, that's it. I don't um, know what either of those are. Tempered glass is, as I understand, it's where the because glass always has uh has sort of tension in it. And so it's where they cool it in a special way. Oh. So that the inside cools quicker than the outside so okay. that when it shatters it kind of the tension means it sort of breaks into little cubes rather than mm. into big um, sharp spikes which are uh-huh. dangerous but it also c- means it can be a bit susceptible to breaking as well it's kind of it's very strong in some directions and weak in others and okay. I imagine a corner is where it's weak and annoyingly as well the desk came with these little corner protectors and for some stupid reason, I didn't put them on. I was just like, oh, oh. they don't, they're not. Well, because it said it was only necessary on a hard floor and it's on carpet. Hmm. And um, and also I've lost them or thrown them away. Or something. I don't crazy. like the idea of a glass table. No, I mean, now now that it's a time bomb, I don't yeah. really like it either. Because I just like, I'm like one me... day it's going to explode. It'll make that terrible noise, which I hate. And also, I mean, my monitor and laptop will fall on the floor and probably break. It won't, will it? My entire life because of the reasons you just said <laughs> <laughs> well it may not because I've, I've sort of hoovered up the bits of glass underneath there oh god and it seems it seems maybe it's stable at the moment so hopefully it will it's just not, not pleasant to work on is it it feels it's a bit cold sometimes yeah hmm. um glass tables and glass ceilings which is worse a glass table yeah. or a glass ceiling a glass ceiling <laughs> well glass ceiling is a metaphor 
an actual glass ceiling. <laughs> there, aren't, there aren't literally thousands of women struggling to get through a <laughs> physical glass ceiling. Comes in crazy ex-girlfriend and she's trying to teach these teenagers about feminism and they just don't understand the glass ceiling. <laughs> They're like, right. how are you doing with that? She's like, that's, that's not what it is. That's not what it means. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. <laughs> just silence. This is terrible. That's what they pay for. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could drink some water. So no one's no one's paying for this. <laughs> oh uh, how dear. Does, oh, I'm not allowed to talk about them. How how what? do how do your friends listen to it if they don't have a phone? Uh, well, on the laptop? laptop. Yeah, interesting. That feels no, like I a bit think, more dedication is required as well. I cause... think they use their partner's phone like on the oh, oh yeah because he said he was um because we were having a conversation on whatsapp right. he's like i'm just listening to your podcast you're talking about this dream it must be one i couldn't remember which one it was i was dreaming that my parents had a new baby Do you remember that? oh yeah that was ages ago yeah. but then i was talking to him and he was like i just answered you out loud because i'm listening to your voice on the podcast i got really confused <laughs> It's the most confusing thing that we've sometimes been talking to each other whilst trying to edit the podcast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just so crazy. It's so weird. It is weird. Yeah. I've been a bit slow, so apologies, listener, if you were just desperate for the next minute and next instalment. I've been slow at editing. I've actually got like three lined up ready to go. But... Um, so what has happened since uh, we last talked? Was it last week or the week before that we recorded? Last week. I, I don't know. One of the things I realise I don't do is make a note of when I've actually done the listening. In my yeah, I, I don't either. Yeah, idea. although I have no idea what the date is. Well, you have some idea, don't you? Well, 20-something. I keep. Yeah. I just can't seem to keep track this month. I think it was last week. Yeah. Um, well, we're kind of going into the minute now, are we? Are we? I don't know. Sort of sliding right in. Sliding because it made me think. Sliding into your DMs. Like as to whether it's interesting as to whether our minute kind of ties in with a good point, sort of, sort of whether it's a clear sort of whether it cuts right in the middle of action, mm. because um, sometimes they do. You know, it's sort of it's interesting because you're, you're kind of like it's like a natural point to end almost, and sometimes mm. it's like high drama. And so far, I've been very, very good at not going over. Yeah, you know, maybe a few seconds, but this week got so yeah. caught up in it. Yeah, because it's because we got some characters now, so it gets a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when I listen to the commentary, do you ever listen to the commentary? Do you not listen to? Oh, it? you should. No, I, it's I do, really cute. I do the subtitles, and you do the commentary. Oh, okay, but it, you should listen a bit because it's really cute. Um, just they sort of get the giggles and what's fun about it is that they're kind of <laughs> struggling with a language thing because none of them right. are, and well Charlotte Gansberg's probably the most well I don't know yeah she's probably the most fluent in English having an English mum but uh, they were all sort of they try and speak English but the one actor the one who plays Guy I've forgotten his name now uh, he just doesn't understand anything they're saying. He's like, Shirley <laughs> and they just have to sort of, <laughs> he's just sitting there going, well, they're all just sort of laughing at things. 
it's quite cute um and their accents are nice but yeah it's hard to stop when you're listening to commentary because they sort of go on talking about that scene you know afterwards so then you're kind of seeing bits that come up oh i see yes it well the, the yeah. commentary obviously is nat naturally a bit retrospective yeah yeah oh and i realized last i made a note last time that the word i was looking for was product placement oh yes neither of us thought of it ah <laughs> yeah I'm just going to move my face. The product was obviously a... Oh, what was it? It was it was the jacket he was wearing that had a logo for Alfa Romeo. But yeah, I can't... I can't uh, there is any actual paid product. No, it probably just was literally the jacket that they had or something. Was that Stefan's? Uh, no, it was the, one of the, the workmen that was... Oh, I was going to say, yeah. Um, and we assumed that IKEA wasn't sponsoring the production of the cardboard cameras. <laughs> yeah, must have just been. I don't think there's been any, well, many noticeable kind of brand things. No, we'll keep an eye out for them. We'll do a brand yeah. watch. How does that work with product? This is not a very interesting point. <laughs> but how does it work with product placement if you're not getting sponsored by the, them? The if you around. put something in, are you allowed to? No, well, I think it used to be kind of, I think it's got much stricter because I okay. think it used to be you just you know, you had a set and there was like, whatever was there was there. Yeah. But one of the things you see now sometimes is where people are using an Apple laptop yeah. and they edit out the, Cover over the logo. The Apple. Yeah. Mm. And you're kind of like, well, that's weird, isn't it? Because it kind of seems strange that you shouldn't, you should be able to use a product without it being product placement. You know, if they've paid you to put it in, that makes sense, but you shouldn't mm. have to be kind of like sued if you use something which mm. is identifiable. Strange. Yeah. Cause surely but, it's doing them good. Like, well, I guess maybe not. For free? Know, not necessarily, though, because if they're like, we're using our laptop to sort of... Uh, like, show an evil character. And, yeah, or something like that. Or like, but, um, make a comment on it, I suppose. I imagine it's it's largely with something like Apple, they just have a huge team of lawyers that are just kind of bored and essentially like to sue people if they can. And, you know, they have a very um, strong <laughs> bored. brand. <laughs> I don't doubt they're just like, I'm bored. bored. <laughs> Let's just watch all the films and sue anyone that's using our logo. <laughs> Yeah, That's weird job. Um, my flatmate said she was watching um, a animation, the anime of the Untamed, and so it's Chinese anime. And in the middle, it was sponsored by Cornetto, but she didn't realise that. And they used the characters. So suddenly, the characters just start eating ice creams, but they're supposed to be in this like sort of, you know, <laughs> old fantasy land all in sort of right. costume i mean they're obviously drawings but she's like why are they suddenly an ice cream it looks like a cornetto and it's just like they just used like seamlessly just suddenly the characters were doing this as a sort of advert break just for and she's like i guess if you were were chinese and you understood it you kind of would know but weird yeah that's weird also but um i wonder yeah. if cornetto's big in china because if it isn't i could see that working it could potentially work really well yeah well, I'm sure it does work really well, but yeah. it's just confusing because it, it there's no differentiation between the program well, you're watching and the yeah. advert. It's not even like product placement; it's just an advert. But also, I was going to say about the thing ending, the minute ending on a on a like high point of action or something in the Untamed. The endings because they split. It's a book. I mean, in a way, you could sort of watch it like a long film, or that'd be a very long film. But it's fifty episodes. 
and each episode well yeah that would be more than a film obviously but I mean what I mean is it's one continuous story and they've just split it up like the episodes end just in the weirdest way like they'll just be in the middle of a conversation and then it'll just freeze and then it just goes to credits and you're like what that was not a logical place to stop that there's just no reason to it at all yeah it's quite funny that's what I'm always trying to do with this podcast or we just (laughs) you're just like oh okay guess that's it then end on a on a downbeat uh, leave the listeners hanging yeah um I yeah my, my dream wasn't that interesting last night I guess I trying to think of dreams this week but tell me again well I what was good about it was the shopping bit I think I'm missing sort of charity shopping and looking for things sounds really lame and capitalist of me but I do really enjoy just sort of hunting for stuff and it's not necessarily charity, new things charity, shop, charity shopping not really the pinnacle yeah okay <laughs> but like <laughs> buying stuff <laughs> um so I was in a shop that was a bit like Shakespeare and Company but it had clothes in and things and I was trying on all these different clothes and I found this coat that I really wanted that was so expensive and I just, the whole dream was just this thing, like, I can't really afford this because I bought lots of things this month. And it was, and I was like, oh, but it's on sale, but it was still £230, which is quite a lot for me. Well, I like that, many though, people. your brain. Yeah, it was very specific. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's so great that your, that your subconscious is kind of like, let's find the yeah. price, which yeah. is just like, <laughs> you could kind of buy it, but it would be really expensive. And you're just like, but it's funny that your brain has that sort of like, yeah. Like and I even looked at the coat. labels and there was that like three lot. different labels on. Yeah, I wouldn't spend that, I don't think. And this is a secondhand coat? Um, no, I don't think the coat was secondhand. So it's in a charity shop, but it's new. It, it, it wasn't really a charity shop. It was just a sort uh, of, it had secondhand books in it, but right. it just had all kinds of things. So um, sort of like a, but the other thing about it was that it, it wasn't very flattering, the coat weirdly this is so uninteresting but it just is recalled the same time to me why why is this even significant but I can just clearly remember the time in Paris when I came across sometimes you just find these sort of little boutiques and I was just shopping and sometimes you know you just I don't know if you're the same I feel like you are um but it's just a real satisfaction of just like buying something for yourself like that like you're just like shouldn't really but oh this is quite I hadn't planned, like you don't plan on it, but you just come across something and you're like, I'm going to get this strange jacket or whatever. Anyway, it was this tiny little shop, had hardly anything in it. And I bought this jacket that I just thought, oh my God, this is really, it was really expensive for me because I think it was about, it was almost a hundred euros, but it was the same. It was like on sale, but even so it was like close to a hundred euros. I just still don't know why I bought it really because I hardly ever wore it. It was one of those things when you try it on the thing, you're like, this is, what I've always waited for (laughs) this is gonna change my life (laughs) it was green a sort of um denim it wasn't denim but it was kind of shaped like a denim jacket but inside it had a lining that was like polka dot Mm. and it kind of and it had sort of buckles on it it reminded me of like a sort of American high school uh, jacket style type thing um but I ended up hardly ever wearing it I just felt really guilty you know you're just like oh I don't know that was kind of waste of money anyway 
it was a bit like that where it's like it's not really flattering but it was like kind of cream colored and it was woolen in the dream and it had a pink silk lining but the cool thing was yeah I put the I looked in the mirror and I put the hood on and it, the hood changed to navy blue oh, from the heat of my you... body just the hood right but it's interesting you're looking in a mirror as well yeah mirrors are quite rare in dreams too aren't they I didn't see my face. I just saw the sort of, right. but I did see the jacket on me and I thought, well, oh, it's not really even very flattering, but I just really want it. <laughs> but then I put it down and I had all these debt secondhand books and I was like, I'll just put some of these. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't really spend this money. But um, maybe if I put some of these secondhand books that are like worth a year <laughs> back, then it will make me feel better. And then I came back to the till or I'd put it in a pile and someone had taken it and then suddenly there was like a whole queue of people as well which is really annoying which I think um, was covid related because I went yesterday I was like um maybe I'll just go in and like shop on the way home. I just went for a walk and every single shop had a queue outside of it which hasn't it hasn't been like that but like the co-op had a massive queue outside and I was just like oh, I can't be bothered and maybe it was about that uh, I bought a coat. Because, oh, in real life. Uh, yeah, but Ooh. it's a similar thing where I was in a in a sample sale, <clears throat> and I saw it, oh. and I was like, "Oh, this is nice." Kind oh. of tried it on, put it back on the on the rail because there's only one of them. While I was sort of thinking about it, and then this other guy tried it on, and I was like, "No, no! he's gonna take it." And so he put it back. Maybe he oh. was thinking too, and I was like, "Right, grab it now," because I don't want him taking yeah. it. Yeah, but slightly regret buying it actually now <laughs> what is it recently it was no probably a year or so ago, ah. i haven't worn it that many times and also it's, it's really a young person coat and which one is it person. it's like it's it's reflective silver oh i think i've seen it oh yeah i saw it <laughs> <laughs> you know the other you... thing also was I, I part of the thing i liked about <laughs> this really chunky kind of um zip kind of thing it was like a clip that sort of went onto the zip and somehow it fell off oh like, the third time i wore it or something so, you you probably won't have seen it, but you ever seen or heard of Friday Night Dinner? No. I'll send you the clip from it that matches what you're saying. One of the boys um, characters from it, he come they they come around for dinner every Friday. They're Jewish. It's um, Tamsin Gregg and Adam Bird and um, Tom Rosenthal, and he like comes around and he's just wearing this ridiculous silver puffer jacket, and just the whole episode is just them making fun of him, and in the end they make him get rid of it. Like, are you on your way to space? What are you doing? <laughs> Can't it's quite exactly see you because the glare of your coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, that coat is a bit like that. It's exactly that. <laughs> I had a dream, but it was just mundane. It was just kind of. I like mean, that was pretty mundane. Roller skating. Oh. skating on one of those kinds of. Because um, I've been, I've been wanted to go out roller skating and haven't got around to it. But uh, oh. they're roller skating on some sort of, you know, those sorts of all weather um, courts. Hmm. which was sort of fake grass. I can't, it would be a terrible surface for roller skating on, I imagine. And it, and it was wet at the same time, which oh. meant they could do amazing slides. But I think in real life, you would just not be able to skate on it. It would be terrible. Okay. Boring. Oh, and <laughs> and I, I didn't have my skates. And I was like, oh, I could just go home and get them. But I didn't. <laughs> and there was some girl I was with. She had, she had, she had big feet. So she could have worn my rollerblades. But I didn't go back and get them. She had big feet, eh? Was she, she tall? Big feet. <laughs> uh, 
No. What are you doing with work now? Just normal work. I can't talk about my work. I talk about oh. work. That was Suez. <laughs> you, if you talk about your work, you're going to be... <laughs> I literally, actually, this week... You're going to be did. put in a suitcase and <laughs> <laughs> drowned. <laughs> no, we literally actually did have oh. training this week on, on use of social media. Oh. And it was, it was very much, I must make clear, that anything I say on this podcast oh. has actually oh. nothing to do with work and all my opinions are my own, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and I won't, okay. I won't even, I won't, if I've ever mentioned where I work for, oh, don't shit. believe me. I've probably been lying. I, I don't actually work for them or just disregard it. Listen oh, no, sorry. I should have edited it out. I, I don't know if what, you have. I think maybe you have mentioned it. I might have done. But I, think I might I, have done. I, I, I always do that. Okay. Very sort of factual, neutral, unbiased, ethical way. Well, I mean, I work in a school, so it's the same, really. Yeah. It's yeah. maybe not quite as high profile, but. Machine, and this is a completely different time of day. It just happens every time we. No, it's not. It's always it's around midday. Oh. It's just that the sometimes clock in the evening only... though. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, I mean it happens three times a day. I mean we oh. never catch the morning one because it goes off at like sort of seven a.m. or something. Doesn't they wake you up? No, I suppose you're used to it. No, well, very occasionally. Um, I, I haven't been sleeping that well this weekend, so I have been awake oh. at odd times. And because I had to get up early, uh, some time ago for work reasons, and um. <laughs> the uh the boiler goes off like warms up water early in the morning and being a nerd i was like let me check that the temperature is actually hot enough and i measured it with the thermometer you use for checking whether your meat is cooked and the water <laughs> was hot enough for what i'll tell you in a sec <laughs> uh, <laughs> patience the water was 54 degrees centigrade which is uh which is good. Um, and so the, the, the thing is, your water should be at least 50 degrees, I believe, in order to avoid Legionnaire's disease. Avoid what? Legionnaire's disease. Oh. It, it, some sort of bacteria. Are you worried about getting Legionnaire's disease? Seems well, unlikely. Should Everyone should. No, no, it's, it's, um, it's quite a common thing. This is like one of these things okay. that landlords particularly are on the hook for. If they okay. have a water heater system, which isn't, adequately set up oh. if you have water which is slightly below that yes. these bacteria can grow in your boiler and then when you're yeah. having showers particularly yeah. it's one of these things where it's like um don't give me something else to worry about there's enough a risk, fear of a illness for, and for sort of airborne ah, stop. Kind of i was going to cover my hands with my, <laughs> my ears i mean the other way around so i've got headphones on so that would work <laughs> just make it louder <laughs> Well, also, well, you can't cover your hands with your ears. You I know. Your ears with your hands. <laughs> anyway, it's it's in in generally not a big risk. In air generally, condition, air condition air conditioners as well, like com commercial ones in offices, are often a big a risk for. It. Okay, that was exciting, wasn't it, listener? Yeah, <laughs> we really we really like. But I. It's funny because we said we were going to get into the minute and then didn't. We just sort of talked around the minute, meta minute. But I sure, um, I sure, I, I sure. I sure see <laughs> There were some other dreams. <laughs> oh, my mum had a dream about me that she was trying to buy a steak salad and I kept meeting friends and she was getting annoyed. Why oh, did you, you, yeah, you dreamt about Becky. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was important to tell her just in case. Uh, did you tell well, her? Yeah. Uh, she liked it. <laughs> uh, so I had a dream that Becky was a lion tamer. 
And, <laughs> As uh, if, like, listener knows who Becky, you know, Becky. Becky. <laughs> Becky Pazan? <laughs> don't you know Becky Pazan? Oh, I don't even remember her full name. I know. The, um, it was some sort of thing where I was just walking through. I was, like, backstage or somewhere. I was just walking through and she was just sort of, like, waiting in the wings or sort of, like, by a curtain and just was like, all right. You know, it was just a very momentary a kind of like thing. That's strange. She was, she was just on a break between lion taming. Oh, I found another one. Oh, a um, break between lion taming. How weird. Is that and, how you um, see her as a lion tamer? No, it's, I think it's more because I, th- I kind of imagine her sort of like having a break because she, I don't know oh. she does, but she used to smoke. I don't know if she still smokes, but and, no. and roll ups as well. So roll ups sort of take a little while. So there's quite oh. a little, you know, you have to have that break and like half the break of a roll up is rolling the cigarette. Uh, and all that sort of like little manual dexterity kind God, of thing. this is so weird. I got like a total, when you were saying that, I just sort of, not even like I smoke or even that I, I've given this weird thing. I mean, I don't socialise very much, but probably like everyone now that you can't, I just feel really bereft. And literally when you were saying that, I just sort of pictured us all in the pub somewhere in Eastbourne, oh, maybe sort of missing... Christmas holidays. Yeah, and just a real, well, actually, it wasn't that long ago, I suppose, when we were in Eastbourne. And it was just so nice just to have, like, a drink with people. And I don't know. Ah, I just really want it. And also, I just really wanted to, like, dress up and go to a party or just dress up silly as well, just, like, or not, not even silly, but like having that reason to kind of put put an outfit together and hang out with people. But it's not even something that I've done for ages. But I've just started really, yeah. Probably everyone's feeling like this. It's just frustrating. Um, I was just thinking um, whether whether it's ever been a kind of case where you have a cigarette break and one person is just just makes cigarettes and the other person smokes them because that was the thing that always seemed most attractive to me about smoking roll-ups is the making the cigarette yeah same but it's also the socializing outside I was just imagine sort of having a having a cigarette break where I just make a cigarette I don't smoke it yeah like with something to do with your fingers as well isn't it like I've always like yeah. the whole act of smoking I've always quite liked and I find it quite romantic I know that's mm. not very trendy yeah, now but if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for the health downside, yeah it would be quite a nice little but controversial thing I quite like the smell of cigarette smoke I don't like the smell of stale cigarette smoke and I don't like it on my clothes but like someone lighting up a cigarette I don't mind it um and I much 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 prefer it to a vape smell which is disgusting or even yeah, like weed really. smell, which is just really sort of cloying and lingering. But like if someone just lights up, because I was just walking, you smell it so rarely now that when people do light a cigarette, they're like, oh, I remember that. And it's really sort of noticeable. The, uh, I quite like the smell of a pipe, often smells even nicer. Yeah. Like pipe tobacco. Um, cigars? Not many years ago, well, some. I know, a couple, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. I went to this conference in uh, uh, Belgrade in Serbia. Oh, wow. And smoking is not outlawed there. Yeah. And as sort of as part of the festival, there was a kind of like club sort of night thing happening um, where this sort of person was doing DJing. 
and uh, it was so weird to be in a nightclub where people were smoking. It sort of suddenly made me feel like 16 again. Yeah. Because you forget how that everyone was smoking. Yeah. In, there was no, I mean, not everyone, but lots, enough people were. And it's kind of like the whole atmosphere just was different because it smells mm. of smoke and they sort of yeah. smoke in the air. Like, cause Which was quite gross. Yeah, they have smoke machines, but you, I'd forgotten how different it was. And I was like, wow, it's like the lights and everything in here, it just has a, that kind of strange feel to it. Mm. And then also the next day, my clothes sort of smelled yeah. of all horrible, Ugh. stale smoke. Yeah, that was But gross. it felt more like, it felt more like I'd had a night out as well. Mm. You know, yeah. It sort of felt like part of the sort of hangover. Well, you know, I don't think I had a hangover particularly, but you know that kind of thing where it's like, oh, you have a hangover and your clothes stink. Mm. And, you know. You have to wash them. Even you've just one. You know, there's, there's no way you could possibly ever wear yeah. them again. Not so much of smoke. No. I do remember getting burnt by people's cigarettes in clubs. Oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, when they were crowded and people just have yeah, them in their hand. Yeah, That's hanging horrible. down by their waist and you burn your hand on it. But when it started being, you had to go outside. Was that a time, or was that just the choice of the place? But I remember there was a time in between before it got completely banned. When you couldn't We're smoke inside. You can still go outside to smoke. Like True. All the, all the pubs and clubs have a little fenced off area still. Yeah. Depends where they doesn't it? Because like in California, you can't even smoke in front of buildings. You have to go to a designated area. Right. Like here, you can just stand outside the pub, but you can't do that in California. I remember thinking, God, that's really extreme. Because they banned it way before anywhere else, I think. Well, not anywhere else, but... Yeah, because um, yeah. Ireland was surprisingly one of the earlier places, wasn't it? And everyone was like, this won't work. But it did. It probably didn't, to be fair. There's so many like rural places where I'm sure it oh. was very lax. <laughs> it's the same in France, where they sort of banned it. But who's going to check up in a tiny village in the south of France? Like, oh, so do you think it still does go on? I don't know now, but I definitely know like a long time after when it was first banned. It was just that people were like... Pfft. I'm not gonna stop <laughs> and people right. being like smoking since they were 10 <laughs> they're just <laughs> yeah there's a shop in Eastbourne maybe I shouldn't I don't know oh you know do you know what I mean there's a shop what? where the, the it's an independent shop and the guy who works there has a sort of big sign on the door saying this is a smoking shop if you're offended don't come in is that in old town yeah in the little bit in old town like by the post office no what no it's on that you know that row of shops um going down the hill not properly in old town it's sort of on the road you're going into i don't know what that road is what bad at remembering the name roads what road wait what road do you mean do you mean the little one with the funny horse the funny horse one with the old man that row like proper old old town no do you mean Green Street? There's no other no. shops other than Green no, no, Street no. and that bit. You know, when you come in, like going past, going along, is it Upperton Road? I never know the names of roads. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Upperton Road. Well, they Which are, one's that? The other one. Oh, what, near your mum's? Yeah. Oh, that's strange. What, on the main road? Yeah. Oh. And it's the only shop on that side I never of the road. go there. No. You kind of wonder how it's surviving. Yeah. You think a lot of people would be buying things. I think you know, there's not tremendous demand for lighting products. I think people anyway. who have shops in like weird off the what's it called? We well, yeah, you have a property that's like on the 
thing you wanted to have it where people what it has footfall if it's like off the oh, main yes. thoroughfare i think they must just not need the money for it they must just own the property and just kind of do you know what i mean like otherwise if you're actually trying to make a living from it there's no way that you would yeah. be able to survive like these sorts of little bookshops you're like what secondhand bookshops yeah i was just watching this thing everyone's watching it the queen's gambit and it's all right <laughs> you know when people go on it, about people, something and it's just like i've talked about it a lot yeah i don't know why it's There's no better than anything else that i've seen it's There's all a lot right of articles saying will this encourage millions of girls to take up chess i just i mean okay um, they've taken a very unsexy game and tried to sort of sexify it up and I say that, I looked through you the say, thing and there's l- not a single woman on the writing team or directing team or photography. So it's just not? like, no. So having presenting itself as this real sort of feminist thing, I, I don't know if it is really. And the, the director's like, all his things are sort of action films and stuff. Anyway, um, and it's a male, per, man who wrote involved. it. I looked, there's no, there's no women on the writing team. Right. But... Um, it's okay, but the thing I was going to say about it, it's very beautiful, but it's that thing that sometimes annoys me, like, you get, it's a, it's a style thing, and, like, it's fun to watch, but it gets a bit, sort of, like, uh, once you've seen one programme that does it, you're like, okay, so when they set things in a period, and it's particularly true of the 60s, they always seem to, like, do this in 60s things, or 50s, I think, and everything's, like, clean and perfect and you're like you know and you go into someone's house and everything they have it's like a sort of museum to the 60s and it's just so I think people sort of don't notice it because they just kind of like oh it's all lush and beautiful and look at their outfits and they're great and you're like yes but not everyone was living in this sort of 60s museum like people in 1963 which is when it's set we're good everything would be 50s and everything would be kind of worn down like unless you were actually a celebrity and living on the like cutting edge of what was happening you wouldn't be like and you know what I mean like every every outfit is like taken straight from a sort of props department where it's like perfectly clean and unworn like there's no frayed cuffs or like they look like they've never been worn and um just because I pay a lot of attention to costumes it's sort of doesn't annoy me because it's fine it's like it's a thing you know you sort of you just enjoy it I suppose but it takes away from the realism of it right why is chess not a sexy game well I suppose like watching it is not very sexy because people just sitting there thinking and barely moving (laughs) it's like snooker it's like (laughs) I like them both but and not really like a spectator sort of I don't know I mean I'm not really into sport will be what would you say is the what's the sexiest sport to watch I mean like roller derby pretty sexy it's fast and exciting and people dress up in sort of sexy cool costumes I see so maybe I should have sexy sexy cool costumes in chess yeah (laughs) well like in the Queen's Gambit Okay, I haven't well. Maybe just I wear immaculate sixties. No, it's, it's all right. I mean, if I was going, you were saying, should I recommend some things to you? I don't necessarily recommend that because it's just okay. <laughs> it's yeah. like, is it's it kind of like it there's nothing a... very. You're like, yeah, all right. Like, she, I get it. Complaints. She can play chess. 
and like the only satisfaction really is like that she you know she's playing these sort of cocky men and then she's beating them and you're like yeah great but then there's not much more to it yeah it's strange some um, of the complaints online that i've read were people sort of saying also that's just not how it tends to be with chess that you you I wondered never just that. like on a perpetual winning streak you yeah. always have to kind of like go up and down up and down yeah um, that seemed she does lose one match <laughs> so far <laughs> but yeah that didn't seem very likely to me either um uh, but we watched two really good films one called makeup which i've been wanting to watch for ages which is um a female director i don't know if it's her first film uh set in cornwall and i honestly felt like this is a strange thing well, I was expecting it to be horror. It's not really horror, but it's set up sort of like a horror film. So you feel like something is going to happen, but actually it's all kind of internal and psychological. But I got this thing when I was watching it where at first, before even knowing what was happening, and maybe I won't tell you and I won't tell a listener in case it sort of ruins it, but I immediately sort of thought, God, she's kind of like me. And I can't really explain, well, I can't explain, but you would sort of not really think that, I suppose. But there was something that just reminded me of me at that age. And then the story was even more so. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It's weird when you watch something and it feels like it's kind of gone into your head and taken out, like, almost like you could have imagined it. And the other one actually had the same complaint with, which was good, it's called The Wind. And it was about um, frontiers people in America. And it was a, kind of about this isolation of women, really. And this woman kind of on her own going mad because she's just literally just there in this house. And like her husband goes away and then she has all these hallucinations. You don't know if they're real or not. And um, kind of that sort of oppressive time and place. But it was the same where I just sort of felt like there wasn't actually any anachronisms, but it was like their clothes were too perfect and her hair had kind of like highlights in it and they were only subtle, but you're like, she just looks like an actress. Even though she did it well, I just feel like sometimes they don't sort of pay attention to these details and I wish they did. I wish they made things look more authentic. But they very rarely do. <laughs> Yeah, I found I didn't really watch it a great deal much, but um, a lot of people raved about Mad Men. Yeah, it's the same. That had that sort of thing where everything looked very clean and tidy and neat. Yeah, um, that was part of its appeal. Yeah, you do sometimes find, though, that you look at archive footage and everything does seem bizarrely mm. tidy and neat. I was looking at some, like, colourised 1930s footage of London mm. and... It just seemed kind of surreal, some of it. You know, it's just like the the street. I mean, because I guess there wasn't sort of things like litter in the same way because there just wasn't yeah. disposable things. Yeah. It was like things didn't come wrapped in That's plastic. noticeable, yeah. Yeah, and so it wasn't there to drop. People and... also dressed a lot more formally when they went out. So there was no one sort of wandering around in <clears throat> tracksuits and things. It was like yeah. you would wear a suit and, yeah, and, a hat. and a hat and gloves. Um, all right, shall we plunge into the minute? 
we've already we already said deep. <laughs> I think we should do a minute where we did we just the, the missing minute where we just talk about we we tease the listener saying we're going to talk about a minute and then and just, just say it was one minute. Okay. I still haven't watched the Michelle Gondry series. Kidding, but I've got it. I watched the, um, that Radiohead. Oh yeah, music video. Um, yeah, it was quite of his style. A bit, a bit kind of confusing. Felt quite claustrophobic mm. as well because it was obviously filmed one room. presumably mostly in real time as well in that room, ah. and they had loads of people, and it's supposed to feel yeah kind of claustrophobic. But yeah, and it's got a weird ending with his little chirpy bird body on a microphone. Oh, a bird body. A bird, bird head. Yeah, it's oh. like Tom York turns into this like oh. weird microphone slash bird. Oh. Okay, so it is minute 18. A minute. Minute notes? 18. Getting in there. And we, we were in the middle of Stefan with his little models of people. So before we've seen, just been introduced to Charlotte Gansburg and she's in the street and with bird cages and trying to get past someone and doing that dance when you meet someone on the street. And I couldn't remember if we had this conversation on camera, that's not the word, on recording or off about when you do that, when you meet someone in the street and you have to negotiate. I think we did. Yeah, presumably it must have been in a minute. Yeah. Um, yes, because I was saying about the, the thing of threes as well, that I feel like you quite often... Oh, yeah, and I forgot, to, when you're walking I forgot towards to notice, although I haven't really been walking past anyone really because I just walked to work to the train at work and there's no yeah. one around oh, I'll try and remember um but he's got like a um, puppet or models of a little Charlotte and a little the man walking past and he um moves them so they're on the screen in the background in the egg box room and he yes. moves them at the same time as they are moving in real life on the screen and Gail said it was quite hard to do that. He said it took ah. ages to try and match it up. So Charlotte moves in the model Charlotte. He has to move it that way. That's interesting because I made a note saying that... Without looking. He, well, that he is looking at them and then looking at the camera mm. in a way that is weird because I was like, you wouldn't do that on TV. You would look just keep looking at the camera. And yeah. I guess I bet, he, I bet he has a monitor that he's looking yeah, at. Yeah, so that's it looks what like he said. he's looking at the thing and he's looking at monitor. Ah. And he, I guess he's not a TV actor because he was like, I don't know how TV actors do this because they have to do that all the time. A kind of, yeah. They have a monitor themselves and they have to sort of know where they are. And different yeah, it was, it was exactly that. I noticed and I was like, this looks a bit uncomfortable. Oh. This is not how you <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> oh. um, so he says, he describes that thing of like two guys make the same decision at the same time. And then he's like, and in a mathematical world, they will stay looped. These guys will stay looped till the end of time. And they'll just keep Which making the strange, same decisions. Strange statement. Yeah, mathematical world. I don't <laughs> know what odd. a mathematical world is, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and also to he, the end of time, they would just die of exhaustion at some point. PSR, parallel synchronized randomness. An interesting brain rarity. And our subject for today two people walk in opposite directions at the same time and then they make the same decision at the same time then they correct it and 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 then they correct it basically in a mathematical world these two little guys will stay looped for the end of time the brain is the most complex thing in the universe and it's right behind the nose <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah. And I guess it because I think that's we, a freaky are, idea, though. we are in a mathematical world, aren't we? 
I don't know, it's are just, we? It's just that something, well, does the world not behave in mathematical ways? I mean, it kind of, it, we haven't found all of the maths that, that governs all of the behaviour of the physical universe, but we've discovered some of it. How does emotion play into that, though? Is that um, what he's saying? He's like, I think that's his point. Obviously, it's in, like, right. his English is, you know, it's... it's um, yeah, he's but, talking in the most perfect English way, but he's yeah. trying to say, like, in a sort of logical, if we take this problem to a logical level, then it just goes on in a loop. If there's no emotions, if there's no humans behind it, it just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. But he says the, the brain is, we've got the brain. And he says this weird thing, he says, but the brain, what does he say? It's an incredible something. Anyway, he says it's right behind the nose. And I, I don't know what he means, but I think... Just, is that like says, being um, saying something's on the nose like it's it's like your instinct so your brain is kind of part of your emotional instinctual thing rather than it's not logical it's not mathematical that's yeah, what i took yeah. it to mean yeah yeah because so, also people say follow your nose as well yeah so that's what i wrote down that, yeah, yeah follow your nose um so he's like essentially saying yes but it won't carry on in a loop because we are human and we've got a brain and we will react to the situation well and something always interrupts yeah it's not, like, it's not like you're just isolated in a kind of it's mm. just the two actors it's always the other things mm. i mean also also things are never what was it, the thing as well synchronized so you're never perfectly synchronized as well i think would be another way of looking at it parallel synchronization. oh yeah because um one of the things that i noticed as a young child because there was a um uh, Pel uh, Pelican Crossing, you know, you know the one with the, like the two orange lights that just flash. Yes. And so this was like outside my primary school, and one of the things that's kind of crazy, which I don't know if lots of people noticed, because I can actually see a pair outside my window as well now, is that they flash alternately, and then they start flashing together. Mm. And they go, and it's because they're sort of like their their phase is very very slightly out of sync. Oh. And so it's sort of one is going very slightly faster than the other, and so it overtakes oh. it every once what, in a while. What intentionally? No, it's, oh. it's it's actually basically you can't keep two things in sync oh. without them having the same source. So if you want two things to flash at exactly the same time, they need to have a common clock shared between them. Okay. Yeah. Um, otherwise, they always go out of sync. And actually, weirdly, the more precise you are, the longer the phase will be. You know, so if you have very two very accurate clocks. Mm. they'll go very you know they'll be in sync and then they'll go completely out of sync but for a much longer time whereas if it's if they're very inaccurate clocks or uh it's a very high frequency then you won't really be able to tell because they'd be flashing so like fast, you couldn't tell difference flashy hands so if we had clones of ourselves if we met met our clone on the street we would would yeah. just be trapped in a loop because we'd be making the same decision well yeah but I'm, well except there wouldn't be a perfect clone would there I don't know. The only way the only way it happened is if you, <clears throat> which would definitely work, is if you meet yourself in a mirror. <laughs> then what <laughs> if it's the mirror version does something different? That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that would be freaky. Have you seen there's some like gifs of things like that where you know the way that there's these sort of things where two cats will sit opposite each other and do this against their paws oh. and they genuinely are doing that. But there's also all these people who have like done it where they've got a mirror. And so it's like this cat doing it to this yeah. itself in a mirror. Because it thinks but it's someone else. Then what they else. do is they edit it so that, like, you know, at the oh. end, just one of the cats walks away. And you're like, how can that be real? They're like, they were so in sync and they weren't. Of course, it's just a camera trick. Oh. It's just, uh, it gets me every time. Yeah, I haven't seen that. 
So then, um, yeah, they definitely the cute. <laughs> Fascinating. I might make a recording of that. We Which can have, is like, um, um, if we have any facts, if we have a factual part of our podcast. Fascinating. Well, it's also just yeah. like, that's like one of those nice, yeah, like, what's the word for it? Like a little soundy, it's not a sound bite, you know what I mean? Like a clip. There's a word for these clips that you just sort of reuse in radio and things. Because when I was young, Fox I don't know if you did this, we would, um, no, much smaller. I don't know what they have the word for it, but it's just like something you just play just to oh. kind of, as a little musical jingle. Is it a jingle? Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's shorter than a jingle. Yeah. But um, when I was young, we used to tune into French radio because we lived on, you know, so so far on the South Coast that you could pick up French radio in Fit. the UK. Hmm? Fit. I don't know which radio it was. But on it, the radio, the DJ would go, blah, 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 super. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of his things. And I feel like this fascinating is a good kind of thing like that. But yeah. also, I think DJ Shadow um, samples it. Is that same? Okay. In, is he in French? No. Oh. I reckon. I think. Pretty sure. Um, okay. Uh... Super. <laughs> Super fascinating. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, there's a cloud blind. Oh, that's such a boring thing. I just noted it down, so I just thought I'd say it. This is the blind in the studio. It's got clouds on it. Um, I suppose to give a kind of like effect of the sky or something. I don't know. There's not yeah, much to look at in the background. No, um, I didn't but do then my frame by frame analysis actually this time. I meant to. There then... wasn't very much actually, so I did no. it. But um, but there's banging in the background. And then he talks to the camera. And he's and like, I'm sorry, I'm like, sorry. Well, there's like a do 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 kind of oh, tune as well going on. Because at first oh. I thought that's what he was referencing. But he's talking about... Oh, I didn't hear that. On the um, subtitles, it says um, dog barking and woman speaking indistinctly really? in French. Which dog is such barking? a weird sort of like... Um, no dog? No, I know. You can't hear it at all. I don't know if it's even there, but it's weird the way the no. subtitles. It's weird the way the subtitles sort of like reference things that aren't really there or like really aren't key to the film. <laughs> and also, um, they can also give away stuff as well. Yeah, it's also in the next. You scene, read it before it happens. Yeah, so it says it. It says um, Personet, which you wouldn't huh? know who this who Personet is, but Mister Personet is like a character. Oh, um, and, I didn't get that. Uh, no, exactly. So you wouldn't know because I, I was like, "Personet." I was because I wasn't even sure what "personet" meant. I looked it up to be like, "Is this a but how, sort of word in French?" But they don't even have. How do they know that they don't give their names? No, I know they don't. So they oh. obviously they, they they're getting Ahead inside info. Yeah, it's like that thing as well. If you watch a film in a foreign country, and the you like the laughter doesn't match because I I would watch things in France. And if they were an English film, then I would get the joke and they would have to wait till the subtitles came up or it could be the other way around. So the laughter right. would be off. Like either the audience is laughing just after the joke. Yeah. Or just before. And you're like, what? Why are they laughing? Oh, right. Okay. Strange. Yeah. Quite hard to do. It was um, at, uh, at the United Nations when Trump said something like, I can't remember what he said. He said something. And then there's like the delay for it oh, to get translated. And just everyone just like laughs Food. at him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to note that 
he does the when he's doing the little mime with the dolls, the desk is all covered in messy stuff. Yeah. And then he does the fascinating, and then the desk is clear. And um, he does the what? Oh, it does the drums sort of fascinating. I yeah, didn't notice the, that. the desk is is now clear, and it's got these sort of um, wool or something like that sort of strands going down. Yeah, I noticed that, like coloured threads, like coming from the yeah. table to the ceiling. Well, yeah. yeah, there's banging, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm stay calm. I think it's there's just renovating in the next studio," and then it cuts. So he sits down, and then it cuts. Interestingly, to yeah, him standing jumps. across the room, and he's taking a running jump across the table. Yeah. Um. I guess it gives it kind of more of a dream feel where it's just like it's not seamless from one thing to another. Yeah. If that makes sense. So you, you're here and then you're there. I like his egg box chair. Yeah, and it's just the chair as well. It looks quite comfortable. And there's a cardboard cupboard. It might be for a, for a while, it might be comfortable. Hmm, maybe not. Um, yeah, he takes a running jump across the room and then he opens the door to the studio, the egg box door. And then in real life, the door yeah. in the Parisian. Um, flat apartment opens onto a landing and he comes out Stefan comes out with his little attache case or and dressed in his suit um so again that sort of overlap between the studio Mm. reality and real life as to what's going on yeah and and he but he kind of been asleep and just waking because you think oh the banging I suppose the it's like an um what is it an ontological disturbance where you're so you're interrupted by (laughs) something outside of where you are I remember learning that in a level I remember getting we we were having an English lesson and we had this really cool teacher who was used to teach us about philosophy and things and um we got interrupted by I think there was like an insect or something like interrupted the lesson and they Mm. described it that that's an ontological disturbance I might be making, am I getting it wrong? Anyway, um, the banging kind of interrupts his flow and kind right. of cuts into this world. So it's like he's waking up, but he can't just be waking up because he's there dressed in a suit and ready to go. So he must, maybe he's had like a putty more, like he's zoned out. Yeah. Or like kind of, yeah, a putty more, isn't it? Where you just kind of go in and out of consciousness. Hmm. Or maybe he's got narcolepsy, which is one of my theories. Um, so leaving the flat, mm. we also noticed that uh, he's... Oh, the damn thing isn't playing now. Um, but he's, he's, it's not the top floor. Previously, we thought it was the top floor. Oh, yeah. But the stairs continue up. Yeah. So whether it's just that they're using a different door... Why did we think it was the top floor? Because we could see the rooftops of other places. But oh, that was the office, the wasn't it? No, no, in the um, the office is in a basement. Well, it's not in a basement. Oh, so what? We thought it was, and then we, I don't we were confused as to whether that's in the basement because yeah. something said it was a basement, and then he jumps and then out he the jumps window. out the window. <laughs> so, but the, the jumping out the window obviously is in a dream sequence at the same time because there is no window in the real office. It's like that picture of Paris. Uh, um. But he peers into the neighbor's there's all the neighbor's stuff piled on the landing and he sort of looks in. Yeah. And then this is where I find this very stressful. So there's two men bringing in a piano up the stairs and they're struggling. And the guy on the lower end, he's like, what is your, he's like, the, the one at the top's like, what, is yours heavier? It's like, of course it is. He's underneath. Of course, like, it's going to be heavier mm. for him. But he's mm. like, well, yeah, the lower notes on the piano are heavier. 
quite like that. But I was it's not a cheesy they, joke. <laughs> they, they would be heavier though, wouldn't they? Because if you look inside the, lower notes. the piano, <laughs> no. it's like a triangular frame because the lower notes are longer strings. So the top. Well, I, I noticed yeah, that the, the very the lower notes are actually strong kind of crossways, aren't they? So mm. it probably does balance out. Okay. Well, anyway, anyway, mm, I was thinking piano the top experts half. could be writing as to whether because <laughs> I, I guess they probably would. It's just a probably, cheesy joke. It is. Like... It is. I don't know. Glad to serious about it. <laughs> I guess also if you're designing a piano, you might try to make it so that it was roughly balanced. You wouldn't want to have one end much heavier than the other. No, that would be weird. But anyway, he's underneath the piano taking all the weight. Yeah, so of course it's going to be heavier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's Test horrible. I don't like it. It's stressful. It's Alfa Romeo man at the top. What is he? Patterson or whatever. His, his name is Sylvain. I thought you said he was called Patterson. No, the other guy at the bottom is per Personette. Oh, Personette. Mr. Personette. <laughs> Oh. Um, he yeah, squeezes and, past. Yeah, he's stuffed and squeezes past, and then he and then they start to fall. The guy at the bottom. He, has he grabs it and says, okay, "You okay? Have you got it or not?" Dramatic ending. Dramatic <laughs> minute moment to leave it at. Has he got it or not, listeners? Gondry says that it's the line producer carrying. I think Alfa Romeo guy is the line producer of the film. Ah, uh, okay. What's a line producer? Don't know. One of the producers. So. Doesn't seem like he's a character then in that case. So why have they given him a name? Oh, no, it's the other guy that has the name. They both have names in the subtitles. Oh, why? I feel like they're all they are are removal men. They're not going to be in it anymore. Yeah, I agree. But it's something the subtitle person knows their names. It's because the subtitle person has a subtitle view person. into the universe and into the, a view into the universe beyond what mere mortals like us can understand. How do you get to be a subtitler? And do you think they're paid very badly? My friend alleges that they are, because I was saying in The Untamed, like the subtitles on Netflix are appalling, like so bad. And it's not like translating from Chinese, obviously really difficult. Fine, I have a lot of respect for it. But it's not just that. It's like it just needs a proofreader afterwards. Like it's not very difficult to tell that that sentence does not make grammatical sense. So you might have translated it. First, you've got translation. Then you need to go, yeah, okay, but what is the meaning of this? Because it can't it was... ever be a literal translation. Yeah. But... but I've, I found in Japan when I was there that um, even in quite fancy stores, you know, something that might be the equivalent of Selfridges, there were signs that were translated into English that didn't make grammatical sense. And yet you, oh. I would have expected that someone... Would yeah, have ensured there was a, it was correctly proofread. So I wonder whether it is yeah. that maybe either there's a sort of either there's a shortage of but on Netflix. You'd think that's quite big. Well, again, yeah, same thing. You'd sort of but, think, but perhaps yeah, it, but it's probably really low paid. But I wonder yeah. how you do it. It'd be quite fun, would it not? I think it'd be quite fun. Translate. Maybe it's maybe it's um, you know, you're not, and they're never credited, are they, or are they? Hmm. Um, I don't know. It depends whether they're in the union, probably, because if you're in the union, everyone gets a credit. Oh, okay. Or I wonder if it's a joint effort. But there's a version. You could uh, you could re-subtitle films in mundane news, unrelated yeah. to anything. <laughs> yeah. I ordered some pet food. Okay. And they were they were all kind of like, you can pay extra to have it delivered earlier, and I'm like, no. 
doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, they were like, okay, we'll deliver it on Thursday. And then they go and deliver it today anyway. They just can't wait. They're just too <laughs> They're like, oh, they're worried right, we'll that your cat's starving. Yeah. They're like, he's starving his cat. Why is he not wanting it sooner? What? What's that face? I made a burp noise and I didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you just pouted until I noticed. No, they're not. Not in order I to didn't make hear it. Just... Maybe they're okay. Oh, I, maybe I should put it in this. I should have left it in. Like you say, it was so freaky when I was editing a minute. It was a few minutes ago now. So maybe it would be weird, but I could maybe put it in at the end of this. So there's one uh, minute we're recording. And in the middle, you just say to me, oh, your voice went weird then. And I was like, did it? And nothing happened on my end. And I was like, that's weird. And you were like, yeah, your voice went all strange. And I was like, oh, okay, nothing happened this end. And then we just carry on talking. And when I was editing it, so my voice stops and then this other sort of whispery voice comes on the line, I promise. It's so freaky. And then you say, like, what happened then? And there's just, like, this ghost. So maybe that's our listener. It's a Singaporean ghost <laughs> who are hacking in. Mind hacking. That's really freaky. I played it. I like really slow. I could try to slow it down to see if I could hear what it was saying, but I couldn't. Do you think it's a cross line? Do you I remember them? Did you see it? Ever, did you ever have that on the phone? I've had um, it maybe once. Yeah. Twice, I just heard someone literally someone else's conversation <laughs> sort of yeah. a few seconds maybe it's that I don't know if that can happen on zoom but I will add it it shouldn't no not on, on digital no, things no shouldn't but, should it you know there's no, it's even freakier in, in theory can't happen which does happen in computers in fact when were you even talking about something like this Yes, because I was talking about those <gasps> those people who listen to blank tapes. Yes. Oh my god! They, now they I talk about that in, in um in ah. the Will Gibson novel. So but that yeah, was last but, week we were talking about that. Hmm. So it was after. Was last week. I think it was previous. Oh. oh god! It's not in that minute though. No. So. Oh. Can you go back and find the ghost and, and edit them back in? Yeah, I actually um. Yeah, I'll put it into at the end of this one. Was that weird? <laughs> I'll put it after this, and then you can see what you think. That really actually did scare me. I listened to this Halloween thing on the radio on Radio Four. Um, and it was quite a long program. It was sort of magazine program of old, creepy recordings. Some of them were stories, and it had some really cool archive things of from the 70s of radio programs about spirits and people kind of going on these like ghost hunts and like you know to these haunted places and um and one of the extracts was about what's it called when there are recordings on tape like ghost recordings it's got a name hasn't it spirit recordings I think it has an actual name, an official name. I can't remember. But it was about that. And it was about people investigating that. And they did, in the middle of this programme, they intentionally put in 
but I didn't know because you, you just listened to it and I was listening to it on headphones and in the middle they cut in just for like maybe two seconds uh, like and then like a voice sort of whispering something and then they just cut back they didn't mention it and they just carried on as if it was hacked into and they right. never said anything about it no one line like no no warnings it was and it actually scared the shit out of me and I went online I was like and then I saw that like a few other people had gone oh my god did you hear that thing in the middle terrifying because it's sort of been building up for about an hour all these different programs and it was just like what it's actually happening ah. um evp is, is what it is ah. electronic voice phenomena yeah although they're saying it could be apophenia perceiving oh that's the word i've heard oh no random patterns apophenia that's what they claim in the queen's gambit that she has because she's able to see the patterns of the, the board in her mind's eye and plan well, it out. <laughs> sounds quite possible. Yeah. It sounds like something you would do, but it doesn't sound like chess isn't really random. Well, it certainly isn't random. Or if you play no. randomly, you will not do well. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's like hallucinating upside down on her ceiling, the chessboard. Anyway, why am I talking about it? I'm giving this program loads of airtime and I've seen better things and it wasn't that great. So I'm also watching The Undoing, which is much better. It's really good. Did it make you want to play chess? Mm. A bit, because I actually enjoy playing chess. I've always enjoyed playing chess. But I'm just really bad at it. But I don't really have the sort of uh, motivation to get good. I just, it's sort of relaxing. Um, or addictive, you know, when you just sort of like, yeah, another game, another game. Kind of like playing ping pong or something. <laughs> play me on, on Lee Chess. I'm on, I'm on Lee Chess okay. as a listener as well. You can play but I'm me. not sure playing online does it for me. None of these things online really work for me. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I don't enjoy it. I don't like... Like Scrabble, I don't enjoy it playing online. Right. right. I like to be in person. I like the physical it's, thing of moving the pieces. And... What's quite good is um, that's true because also actually one of the things I found that is funny is I, I I mean I think I told you that story about how I got into chess. Um, no. Don't know. No. Or don't know. Maybe not. Anyway. Well, <laughs> shall I recall it again? I don't know if they, they haven't heard it. So. No. This this. Um, this girl I was dating, she liked to play chess with a friend, and I was like, "Oh, let's go on a like go to this chess club just yeah. as a date." What? Who's that? For fun, and doesn't Spelled it? And um, <laughs> and uh, so there's this chess club in London which meets at the BFI, and went there, and we were paired against strangers. Oh, no, I think I played again against her. And you haven't told this story. Anyway, so we were then paired against strangers. And so I was playing this guy and I'm like, ah, he's in the chess club. Therefore, he's going to be really good, obviously. Yeah. And so I just played sort of somewhat crazy moves thinking, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll just try it. And, and somehow I got to this point and I was like, I think I can win from here. Oh. And bloody how I managed it. So I won a game and I felt really cool. <laughs> and, uh, and then I sort of you know, lost those other games. But just the fact I'd managed to win one yeah. was really amazing, I thought. And everyone was saying, oh, you should get on chess.com or one of these things and get, you know, you can play lots of games and then you get some rating. You have a sort of idea about your strength. Yeah. And so that's how I got into playing Blitz Chess, which is where you, the classic one that I do is where you have five minutes with zero okay. added time. Okay. So um, it's a sort of maximum of 10 minutes for the game. And uh, you learn a lot. You, you're kind yeah. of rating, it uses this ELO rating system, which is common across a lot of sports now. Um, 
and uh, so you you just do terribly at first you end up like losing to all those damned like three move checkmates and stuff like that because you're just such a new useless mm. and um but you know having played thousands of games now i've mm. got to be got rating pretty crap <laughs> <laughs> i've gone from absolutely useless to pretty crap that's really good well done progress yeah. it said I, I i achieved my pinnacle <laughs> is i'm in the 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 bottom 40% of players. <laughs> okay. I, 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 consider right. that, I consider that that's to be good. quite good. Yeah. I can't, all. all I can do is defend. I just, I can't. Do you think it actually helps to have a mathematical mind? Yeah. Yeah. But as I said, I mean, the, the thing I think is it is good to play even, um, it's, it's quite good playing a lot of those blitz games because they're so yeah. short, because you'll just learn a lot of like really obvious yeah. mistakes, which... You know, you can probably learn other ways, but I feel like experience in them is different from if you just read, if you, well, which I don't think anyone would do. I mean, maybe some people would, but I wouldn't. I haven't read any kind of textbooks of like how to play chess because that's kind of boring. It's much better to sort of be playing it and then learn it. You're like, oh yeah, you know, the knight, the, the castle is easily taken by the bishop when, you know, you're not paying attention. Yeah, I don't really understand the sort of, they've got the games kind of, you know there are different moves and there i don't really get how you know what the other person's going to do i suppose there's certain plays that people need like oh okay they they're playing that kind of game so therefore i'm going to respond in this way i don't know it's all very unclear on this program because she's got it all sort of planned out you know right. they, they've, they've got their their strategy kind of they're going yeah. in like i'm going to play this game yeah the queen's gambit whatever that is i, I don't know i suppose it's an, it's an opening move i mean a gambit is where you kind of take a some degree of gamble so you're kind of sort of saying i'll offer something in return for what you think will be an advantageous okay i'm annoyed now but i'm giving this loads of time watch makeup listener it's really good it's much better and the undoing brilliant all female writing and directing and producing and nicole kidman her great isn't it very gripping um yeah one of the things i'm kind of thinking with it which i haven't obviously watched it just to give it even more airtime though is if it wasn't a woman protagonist would it be interesting at all so is it no that's what i'm yeah yeah well no it because it's not just that she's female it's um also she's an orphan and she's grown up in an orphanage and the caretaker teaches her to play chess so she's kind of come from this disadvantaged background um yeah and i haven't watched the end yet maybe i don't know yeah, it's okay. <laughs> right. Um, there's interesting stuff around uh, men and women in chess. Yeah, is it still very male-dominated? It is, yeah. But I've sort of read some articles sort of saying that there's been, you know, that part of the, the thing is, is because not very many women play chess, that it's this very uneven kind of field to sort of yeah. Actually, to whether because there's a lot of sort of men who are kind of playing oh women aren't as good at chess yeah. as men. but it's it's somewhat hard to sort of tell yeah the, the numbers that play. well that's the classic thing isn't it that's always been like it's like well women can't direct films because there are no women that have directed films and like that's not yeah. a logical conclusion they haven't been given the opportunity so you can't say whether they can or not because <laughs> they haven't been able to i remember i had 
this guy that I've seen for a bit in France, that was his genuine argument about everything. He was like, yeah, but you say that women can do these things, but they don't. Like, that's not proof that they can't. That's just proof that like, they haven't been given the opportunity, idiot. But I was kind of so young that I, like, I didn't really have a proper comeback. I felt really sort of just shut down. You know, when you're just like, oh, I can't really, like, respond in a way that you're going to get it. So I'm just going to be annoyed and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the best thing to do anyway. Well, I think there's sort of things where you're like, nothing, you, we, we shouldn't expect, you know, uptake of any particular sport or business or any kind of role or anything like that to sort of mirror the distribution of people generally in society. But it should be that people have the opportunities yeah. to do to do these things. And And you wouldn't, you know, there'll be, people who are exceptionally good at things that are not well it's this thing of like Catelyn Moran always said I like that you feel that can feel so defeating if you're in you know the category of people that you're saying like well there aren't any people of color doing this or there aren't any women doing this it's just like yet all you need to do is add the word yet on the end (laughs) there aren't any yet (laughs) it doesn't mean that there can't be yeah just because there hasn't been already but it's just harder often as well you sort of saying there aren't any but there are it's just like yeah given the attention yeah exactly um i guess chess is a is a weird one because it is it is very much sort of one and one you know it's kind of it's Mm. like you know even if you have a whole load of money and sponsors and stuff like that that's not going to really help you um yeah that's true you just and it's something that's very it's, you know cheap it's all cerebral yeah. yeah you can't like muscle up or yeah i don't know i mean well you obviously can get training i mean just like yeah you know it's interesting with um with tennis how a lot of the top end tennis players come from wealthy backgrounds because they have mm. tremendous amount yeah, of coaching of course from a young age yeah um, opportunities and so I imagine that is somewhat there as well. I bet if you have expert coaching from, it, it seems a lot of chess players as well start very young, like five. Um, what? Yeah. That's just freaky. Because um, I believe I was reading that Magnus Carlsen, who's like the chess sort of one, is a bit of an outlier because he started so late in life. Huh? He's like teens or something. Like that. <laughs> um, That's true of tennis like, as well. They start really young and gymnasts. Yeah. So, yeah, because it, often it feels like actually the people who are very good at something are actually more, it's their parents or someone who was pushing mm. them into it from a young age. It's actually they're, they're, they're the kind of result of that more than necessarily their own direct mm. ambition. I guess that's why that's an interesting story in this in this programme because she's just Self. on her own. Yeah, she's just yeah. kind of obviously got a kind of innate talent for it is the idea. She seems, yeah. she's played kind of autistically, right. I would say. She's just completely fixated on that one thing. She doesn't really, she's not interested in the relationships around her or people. Or, right. and she's just very kind of monotone in how she <laughs> delivers things. And they're all trying to sort of appeal to her kind of like personality. And she's just, all she's interested in is the game. She's just like, don't care. Which is not never seen as a very female attribute i think maybe that's part of it it's not Mm. like that's not considered okay for women to be like that i mean if men are like that it's the same you know people are like kind of oh it's very 
autistic and driven. But even more so, if it's a woman, it's even more unusual, I think. We've got a lot of editing to do this week. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was a real, like, down note to end on. Okay. I think let's, you need to cut it before let's that. Let's go part. out, yeah. <laughs> All right, listener. Um, if you want to contact us, Sleep Minute on Instagram. Well, I'm just going to keep saying it. Maybe they don't understand how. Maybe it's really hard to find. So Sleep Minute, all one, all together, small letters on Instagram or Twitter. Send us a line. It's bright. Yeah, why were we talking about... Oh, you've gone weird. Have I? Yeah, you just went weird for a second. I went weird. <laughs> in what way? Oh, well, that weirdly. It, sound, it sounded like you were um, echoey. Oh, I don't know why.